0: Good morning, Tom Hanks, coming to you live from the gazebo, you know it, out for a little morning walk here before we uh, get into some Tom Hanks talk, part two, 8, 10 a.m., I'm talking to you guys live, oh my gosh, <laughs> just heard um, John Wick, Keanu Reeves, He there's a story where he was on a flight from San Francisco to LA and they had to land for some reason, emergency landing. And then he convinced a bunch of all the passengers to ride a van to, to LA instead of, instead of taking a, waiting for another airplane. And um, yeah, I just listened to the Adam Carolla show before, before, I, before I started talking to y'all. And um, yeah, I just couldn't believe he went all John Wick on him. Like it's kind of um, kind of impressive, but I don't. <laughs> oh yeah, what I want to mention was. I wonder if the the van had to go like a certain speed on the highway, or it would blow up. You know, I wonder if uh, Sandra Bullock was on that van too, and if that van was actually a bus. Hmm. So a couple things to think about, but I don't know. I I think that's pretty cool when when like famous. Really famous people just step up and step up into a role. Like, I'm sure people were, like, looking at him. He's probably the most famous person on the flight. Everyone's looking at him. They're like, come on, Bill and Ted. Is he Bill or Ted? I can't remember which one he is. But, oh, my. Coming to you guys live from the gazebo. It's going to be a great day today. It's cloudy out here in Pullman, but birds are chirping uh it's wednesday march 27th oh yeah just a little shout out to my my buddy brian cargill in portland oregon uh i appeared on his podcast um creative it's called creative quest podcast and my episode is um it's on there it's um we recorded it in october when i was down there in portland last time and it just came out today, so check that out. Uh, that was super fun. We did that in his apartment. Oh, what I like about his apartment is he has the, uh, kind of looks like Friends, like the Friends apartment because he has the brick inside. Love a good, a good brick interior apartment. It's like a, it reminds me of like a bar on the East Coast or something. Get some, it'd be cool if he had cobblestone. Ooh want an apartment with cobblestone a house a house with cobblestone in it Ooh, a, a cobblestone a cobblestone arena just just a bunch of like a giant bar just all cobblestone i don't know i'm obsessed with cobblestone obviously um man what else i don't know i just wanted to shout out to you just a little just a little chant a little uh little morning ramble i suppose um let's see what else what else am I thinking oh yes I watched Fear of the Walking Dead with with my roommate last night watched like an episode of that stars it stars the dad from Raising Hope super funny that guy's so funny uh what's Garrett Dillahunt he let's see he's um he's from he went to University of Washington actually I think he's from Seattle so he's funny too And, I mean, he's not as funny in Fear the Walking Dead. I'm not a big fan of the zombie shows, per se, personally. Per se-nally. But, (laughs) I mean, it's okay. There's not as much, like, zombie killing as I thought there might be. There's only like, and they're so, God, they're so, like, lame. like, the zombies, (laughs) they move, like, barely. They're barely even walking. Like the ones in Zombieland are like, they're like the Usain Bolt of zombies. They're like sprinting. Remember that? And, oh, I like the, personally, I like the fast zombies a little more than the super slow Walking Dead zombies that creep up on you. And just very, it's less dramatic to me. But, like, I don't know how they ever get caught. Like, how do you ever get bit by those? I'm sure there's some plot point that, I'm not, I'm missing since I I never watched Walking Dead. That's like my dad's, that's my dad's favorite show though. It's kind of, I don't know, it's not really, I guess anyone can watch it, but Zombie show? Hmm, I wonder what the, what the the main age demographic for zombie shows is. Because I think it it slants younger, I would say. Like, yeah, I, I would guess so. I'd say like college, college and under, I mean... I don't think there's that many like middle-aged people watching zombie shows, but actually nowadays though, I bet everyone watches that stuff now, so it's probably more popular now I'd say, but I think something more like, like Mad Men, that's like what all the people in their like 40s and 50s, I imagine them just sitting around drinking like a tumbler of scotch, just a finger, a finger of scotch, is that, is that how you measure it? But, um... God, scotch is so disgusting to me. Ah! It's like scotch and gin. Gin's disgusting. I would rather... I'd rather drink tequila than both of those. Oh, my God. If I had to rank... Alright, here's my hard alcohol rankings. I'm not... I'm not a big hard alcohol drinker at all. Like, it's a rare occasion. But... Here, if I had to drink them, I would go... From... Number one, my favorite, I'd go vodka. Number two, I think, I guess we gotta go whiskey. Then three, um, tequila, four, I guess scotch, (laughs) then Jim. I'm probably missing one. What about rum? Rum's up there. I think rum, rum might be second behind, uh, behind vodka, I'd say. Good, like Malibu. That's not a very it's not a heavy drink. I I think it's definitely lower than like vodka or something, but Malibu's good. I haven't had that for a long time. You got the Malibu Black. You got Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've never tried So one drink I kinda wanna try is absinthe. Oh my god. <laughs> I hear you hear the stories about that. People having like it's like a hallucinatory. It's a hallucinatory drug. It's a, it's a crazy, I need to look into it a little more before I before I do anything crazy with it. But I don't know, maybe someday, maybe some like, if I'm ever in New York City for New Year's Eve or something, that kind of, if I'm ever remaking the movie New Year's Eve by myself and just in New York City at Times Square, maybe I'll, um, that seems like a good time to have some to absinthe. I don't know. I tried Everclear. I've tried that before when I was uh, camping back in, man, that was a long time, that was like summer of 2012. Just camping in Lake Wenatchee, near Chelan, kind of central Washington here, over here in Pacific Northwest. And um, yeah, we were hiking. I remember we hiked like, there's horses, there's like one of those little outdoor amphitheaters that people are supposed to have like plays in and it looked like man yeah it looked like a, from a different time period though it could have been from the 1800s because it it had just like logs to sit on basically and just a wooden stage that seemed like it was gonna crumble and just fall apart at any any moment but yeah that's where I tried that's where I tried Everclear <laughs> we were just we were hiking around kind of walking around the around the state park we were camping at the Lake Wenatchee State Park, right on the beach. It was a really nice, nice camp area. Tons of camp spots, but that was fun too. Oh my god! And then I remember um, someone like I think someone was climbing a tree. Like they were, we all sipping Everclear. So someone had it in their um, in their camel bat, in their Camelback uh, backpack. I mean, I probably only had one. Tiny sip of it, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm good. <laughs> it's like 90, it's 95% or something. It's very heavy, it's maybe like 99%. It's, it's some insane number that I don't know why. Like, what's the point of Everclear? Like, it's I don't get it. Why, why if you wanted to get that drunk, why wouldn't you just have like another shot of regular, like 40%? <laughs> Why do you need a drink? It seems just unnecessary. Maybe there's some sort of, maybe it's better for like certain mixed drinks or something. I have no idea, but it's essentially just rubbing alcohol. It's, just, it's crazy. Like, yeah, that's what, it, it, it tasted just like, like Purell basically. Like, that's, I, oh my gosh. I've actually, this is something I definitely regret. Never do this, ever. But we all make mistakes in our youth. I've definitely had like just like a, never do this, but like a lick of a lick of Purel. Oh my gosh, disgust you can like die from that. That's very dangerous. So never do that. But we've all done stuff that is very dumb, so and I don't know why you would ever do that. I don't know what I was thinking, but we'd all do dumb stuff, so there's a, there's a um yeah. We gotta be honest. It's a that's the uh, number one rule of the podcast, you know, of a star is born since episode one, since the Will Ferrell episode. By the way, if you haven't listened to it since the beginning, start with Will Ferrell, the first one. Work your way up to up back here. I'll be here waiting for you. But oh my gosh, yeah, I think yeah, when you're like a dumb like high school kid or something, you just your brain's not fully formed, and you're making some rash decisions that. Then you look back, like, five years later or whatever, and you're like, what was I What was I thinking there? But that's okay. That's how you learn, right? You learn from mistakes. And I think you learn more from your own mistakes. It's, like, it's really hard to learn from other people's mistakes. Like, other people's stories of failure. I mean, they, they serve as, like, warning signs, as road signs on the freeway of life. Life is a highway I won't ride it all night long if you're going my way I'm gonna ride it all night long yeah I think that's a I think that's a good way to look at it like if so life is a highway like let's take rascal flats literally let's take their lyrics for real and then you have road signs like. You have street signs on the highway, and like they point towards your goals basically they're I don't know it's like I think there's like warning signs if you're if you're really paying attention to the way you're leaving like living your life like what you're doing, then you can recognize these these road signs on your uh, on your life highway um like maybe like telling you telling you like in the back of your mind. I mean, I think it's, I'm always a proponent of trusting your gut. Like, I think there's nothing, like, there's nothing better than just, like, making a decision based on your own, like, your own gut, like, your own decision. Like, I, I think you can't, you won't be happy with anything in life if, if it's not something that, that like, you really want to do, that is, it's, like, your decision. Like, that's a, that's something i kind of, like, started to figure out over the past couple years, like trying to have more autonomy, be like, yeah, like not like rely on like my parents as much for, for things. I mean, not that's good to, like, I love like going to see them, but you just have to like learn to live by your, like live by yourself and like take care of yourself, be an adult. But I think making decisions, um, trusting your gut and yeah, looking for those, road signs and on life's highway um i love it yeah i don't know like what's an example of a road sign i don't know i can think of one for me right (laughs) me personally my example my my road sign so it's like here's the deal the past few months for me here's what's gone down um so i was living at home in bothell till the new year till the beginning of january then I moved over here to Pullman, uh, where I, I had gotten, I graduated last May um, for the second time, of course. Graduated the first time in May 2015. But um, yeah, I'm bragging. Sounds like I'm bragging about it, right? Um, but yes, yes, I moved over here to Pullman, beginning of January. But I, I picked up someone's lease in my apartment. So I only have my apartment through the end of May. May 31st is when, May 31st at noon is when I'm out of there. It's when I'm kicked out. And my parents are moving from, uh, from our home in Bothell to Spokane. So I think they're doing that pretty soon here, like probably within, definitely within the next couple of months. So I'm honestly not, I'm not gonna, it's expensive, it's pretty pricey living back in the Seattle area. And I don't have like a, necessarily like a job, like a full-time job or anything waiting for me. And I know what I want to do my career. I'm a writer. I'm an author, podcaster, creator, art, artiste, artiste. And um, yeah, that's why I see all the road signs. And I did it back in uh, September 2015. A few months after I graduated from college for the first time, I moved to Los Angeles. So all the road signs of my life right now. And it's just all it's all also always been something in my gut that I've really wanted to get like really wanted to do. So, going back to trusting my gut. I'm trusting my gut. I'm looking at the road signs of my life. Um, There's, like, I love Pullman. This is, like, a really, like, a super, like, chill, chillax. Very relaxing town to, like, to be in, like, hang out in. But I don't think there's that much opportunity for what I want to do. Because there's definitely, like, no creative opportunities here. Like, hardly anything for a writer other than... Like writing for like the school newspaper or something. <clears throat> but you can't make any money doing that really. And there's not even really a big newspaper around here. But that's not even necessarily what I want to do. I want to write for TV. I want to write a TV show. Be a writer on a TV show. Write movies. Write more books. Um, the main thing I want to do is be a writer on a TV show. That's like a dream of mine. But you can't do that in Pullman obviously. But it's for students. Like it's a good place for Students, people going to Washington State University, people who work for Washington State University, but I don't necessarily want to, that's not my dream career, to work for Washington State University or write for a local newspaper on the Palouse, but yeah, I think, so that's why I'm doing it, that's, I'm trusting my gut, I'm following my, like following my, I don't know, I've heard people, it sounds so corny, but I can't remember who said it, it's some quote from someone. They said, uh, "Follow your bliss." I like that. <laughs> I like I like that quote. It's very cheesy, but I mean, I think it's like it's true though. Like the the cheesiest things are like the truest thing. True things are really cheesy. So sometimes when things are really cheesy, you gotta t- don't don't take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> I don't know. Take everything with a grain of salt. Actually, I wonder where that. I wonder if a chef invented that saying. But um, yeah, so that's why I'm so excited to. Oh my gosh, I love like how I mapped it out there. I'm excited to move to to Los Angeles. I can't wait. Actually, I'm super pumped because it's everything. It's based. It's based on what I want to do with my career, and it's like I'm the perfect. I'm I'm turning. I turned 26 in a month, so I'm like right in that sweet spot. Like this is like. For me, like in my eyes, I don't know. I just don't want to sit around in Pullman for another year, kind of not wasting time, but just waiting. Because I know that next year, at the same time, I would want to. I would just want to move to Los Angeles. So, in my like in my thoughts, I'm like, why wait another year? Why not just do it right now? Um, Yeah, just God. It's just like motivating when people are like. When people say things like that, like those kind of quotes, they're like, "Don't wait, like don't wait to chase your dreams. Just there's no better moment than right now to do, do that thing that you've been waiting for. Like, like don't wait till tomorrow. Do it, do it right now." But um, yeah, that, those kind of things like really motivate me. Really inspire me to like go after stuff that I really would like to do someday. So, yeah, I'm pumped. I'm excited. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait to drive down there. I drove down there in September 2015 with my mom I'm guessing I'll probably just go down there by myself this time Um, It's gonna be awesome. I don't know what what are my plans down there Like the first thing I thought of I want to well obviously I want to get an apartment Um, I Want to do kill Tony. I want to it's the show I've told you guys about Uh, It's a live podcast every Monday at the Comedy Store in Los Angeles. And it's hosted by Tony Hinchcliffe. And so, yeah, it's it's for um, like open mic comedians, like lots of people do comedy for the first time ever on that show, which is, that's like what I wanna do. I wanna do comedy for the first time ever on Kill Tony. That'd be, that's like a dream of mine. <laughs> but yeah, so the people, they come on and do 60 seconds of uninterrupted comedy. And then there's usually like a celebrity judge and Kill Tony and then there's the band, the live band, Jeremiah Watkins and Joel Joel Jimenez. They play characters and yeah, they just make jokes. They talk to you about your comedy, about about what you said, about about your life, about your story. And it's super funny. And that's so that's like one of the things I wanna do right when I get down there. I want to I'd like to get like an internship. Um I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna. Email, I'm gonna try to contact, not try to. I'm gonna contact um, Jash again, the company that I was an intern for back in 2015. The, they do um, getting Doug with High, Doug Benson's marijuana based uh, show on YouTube that I I worked for for one episode. But that was like the coolest thing ever. That was so cool doing that. So yeah, I'm gonna hit them up again. See if see if I can. Uh, because that was a... They didn't pay me. That was an unpaid internship. Like, once a week. So, see, see if we can get something something rolling there. See what... see if we'll, Like, there's nothing to lose. Just asking... Like, asking a question like that. Like, the worst thing that could happen... Would just be, like, no response. Which is... That's, like, the same thing as me never asking it. So... I might as well just... You might as well just ask, then. Yeah, because the worst case scenario... Is the same as... As you just not asking so that's awesome. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about, baby That's what I'm talking about. I'm I'm excited for for like things to come. I'm just very optimistic I'm just a positive person by nature Um, Yeah, that's why I I basically like when I moved I'm much more prepared this time too than back in September 2015 like I basically had I like nothing. I like nothing in the bank I had like no back, like no background, no creative background at all. Like now, I feel a little more like I'm not saying like I don't have a ton of experience, obviously. I don't have a ton of work or credits, but I have like at least I have like a little more money saved up, and I have two books. I have two books I published, and I have this podcast. I have a, I have a ton of hours I've talked to y'all on this podcast, and I have um, just like those little things. I think. I'm just, like, building my my portfolio. I mean, that's what, that's what anyone does. You build your – I'm building my resume. Um, I wrote for a couple websites last year. I have my blog that has – my blog has, like, over 500 posts on it. So I, I got some – like, a lot of, like, material, a lot of writing. So I'm – but, yeah, like, I think the difference, the main difference between then – 2015 moving to los angeles for me and now like in may or june doing it is i have like very i have more goals i'm more succinct like direct um goals this time like i I don't think i knew exactly what i wanted to do back in 2015 i was more like log i kind of like lollygagged down there because i remember just kind of sitting around the apartment that i told you all about like I moved into a showcase, uh, basically uh, got scammed, moved into like a fake apartment, it wasn't actually being leased, it wasn't able to be leased to me, so yeah, but before that, for like the 10 days or whatever, I kind of just didn't do anything, I wasn't motivated, I wasn't like looking for, like looking for a job, or like doing much of anything other than just hanging out at Starbucks, watching, watching movies at Starbucks, and yeah, like not being I don't know, not being like what's the word? What's the word for when when you really like when you really want something and then you act like you like you want it? You take the actions towards your goal instead of just saying you want a goal. Like it's one thing to like put a goal out there, but the next step is like actually doing I mean, I think the next step so you first you make a goal write your goal down. Then you write down what actions you need to take to make that goal happen and plan them out. Then you do the actions. So that's like, I think a lot of people forget to do the third step. Like you make your goal, you make your plan of action, but then you have to put that plan of action into into action. So I don't know. I mean, I'm obviously not the best at it. Like everyone improves at doing it you just learn over time but I think writing down your goals that was like a big a big changing point for me for sure because it, it made it it made it so like I knew what they were like I de- I identified them I made them clear um like I made I was just like I want to write a book boom write it down how am I gonna do this and then you just do it I mean that's not it's not like a big thing like anyone can do it anyone you like you could write a book anyone could do it i'm sure maybe you have maybe you already did if you if you did congratulations i think it's like a really cool it's a really cool way to like represent your thoughts and put i don't know put a stamp on a certain time period in your life kind of package it neatly into a a little a bundled up into a nice little booklet but what was i saying i was saying put your goals down Write your goals down. Yeah, when I moved down, back in 2015, I was not lazy, but just, I didn't, I was kinda lost. Like I didn't know what I wanna do. Now I kinda know, I wanna go to this place, I wanna go to the comedy store, watch a bunch of live comedy, do open mics. Like I wanna do open mics, I wanna meet people. Maybe, I don't know about the UCB thing. I've heard a lot about, I've heard a lot about UCB through through all the podcasts I listen to. It's the like the main improv. Like I'm not like I know a lot of people do improv just to make themselves more well like well rounded. Um to meet people, network, get like experience in front of like performances, live shows, live performances. I think it's good for all those things. I think the classes are kind of expensive though. <laughs> like I'm not making excuses but I think it's like five hundred dollars or something for a UCB class but that's like a, that's a step a lot of people do like a lot of people do that who want to get like the entertainment so that might be something i consider uh, I definitely want like I I'm not against starting at, I want to start at the bottom you know start start at the bottom now we here start at the bottom now my whole team in here but yeah I don't mind doing like a internship like I'll do like a unpaid one one day a week internship, do that again because it's all about like getting your foot in the door, I think it's such an old cliche, but get your foot in the door, make a good first impression, um, yeah, like meet people, smile, uh laugh, talk to people, be kind, make connections, make personal connections um I think yeah, I think it's all about. I'm sure it's all about just hustling down there too though. Like just I don't know if it's whoever works the hardest. I think it's a lot of luck involved too, but I don't know how many people I I'd say more people become successful who work hard than people who just get lucky and become successful. That's my that's like the way I view it, my personal opinion. I think it's a combination like success might be a combination of hard work and luck. But I don't like I'm not a big believer in luck really. I think I think it favors people who have like incredibly hard work ethics and they they don't let um they don't let what's it called? Like people saying no, like rejection. They don't let rejection stand in their way of anything. Like they just that makes them double down, just keep going, like twice as hard. I think those like those are people that those are usually people that become successful it's not I don't think it's really about luck honestly i'm not I'm not a big proponent of it i think that's on that's like a way for people to i don't know just to kind of be lazy kind of kind of rely on luck like that's why I don't play the lottery i think I think the lottery is a huge waste of money like I think for the most part I'm not a gambler I think slot machines are like that's a waste of money I'm just like the only gambling I'll really do is like fancy football or March Madness just because I love sports it's all about the it's more about the sports but I don't know you have to gamble gamble on yourself though that's that's why that's why I'm I'm a I'm a pro proponent of that that's for sure that's the only gambling I think people should really be doing like gamble on yourself that's what, that I think that's like a huge, like huge thing in life, the to becoming like an individual person, it's taking a gamble, making a big decision. I don't know, I don't know. Now I'm just, I'm excited though. I'm just excited for. I think I think it's okay to be excited for the future. You can live like, live in the moment, like be be present, but still be like, looking forward to things to come. But I don't know, preparing yourself, I don't know, I have to think about how thing ways to mentally prepare myself, Hmm. physically prepare, mentally prepare, we'll see, I'm just excited though, I think it's good, I think it's really good to have like an optimistic, positive look, like an excited look, it's all about, for me, like when I meet new people, I just, I kind of just like vibe, it sounds funny, vibe off their like energy, like positivity and good energy, like enthusiasm. I think, I think enthusiasm is like a very underrated aspect in people that it's like, it should be sought after. It should be highly sought after for, for like jobs, for, because I, I don't know. You'd almost rather have like enthousi- an enthusiastic person who's like eager to learn, eager to work, than like a smart person who's lazy. I'd rather have, if I'm the boss, I think I'd rather have the person with a positive attitude, with excited outlook on life than the lazy, like negative, the negative intelligent person. That's just me, though. But I I think it's all about like, yeah, bringing that positive energy. Positivity. You got it. But yes, 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 yes. So this is great. This has been good talks. Good talks. Good talks. Um, Let's get into some Tom Hanks talks. Tommy Hanks time. It's Tommy Hanks time. All right, guys, Uh, that was that was fun. I'm so happy to talk to y'all. I can't wait, can't wait. All right, without further ado, I think now I'm leaving the gazebo. I'm walking out of the gazebo now towards the infinity pond. Let's do this, baby, baby. Let's get into some Tommy Hanks talk. Thank you. She's a good girl. Crazy about Elvis. Hey, hey, hope you enjoyed part two of the Tom Hanks episode of Stars Born. This is just a little clip I'm about to play you of my interview with Eric Desmarais, a WSU graduate student. Um, He also taught abnormal psychology. This was from spring of 2017. So two years ago now. And it's from my time working for the Daily Evergreen. So you can listen to the whole episode, the whole interview with uh, Eric in this uh, podcast feed. Go check it out. Go ahead and scroll down. uh, Find all the Daily Evergreen interviews. And, um, yeah, hope you enjoyed. And um, get into it, baby. Ring a bell and I'll salivate. How'd you like that? No idea.
1: Um, it comes down to a pairing system, and you have to remember that these things are defined societally. So what we define as an acceptable sexual behavior isn't consistent with what's defined as an appropriate sexual behavior in another culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've taken Psych 230 enough, but there are some cultures wherein um, teenage children are ex- or young children are expected to perform oral sex on teenage males as Part of their development, and then when they grow up, they become the teenage males that have oral sex performed on them, and then when they become adults, they leave and have healthy, perfect sexual relationships with females um, for the rest of their lives. It's sort of this societal expectation. We might consider that paraphelic like fetishistic disorder, they do not, and so it's very, very culture bound.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, let's skip that. Uh, what's their significance
1: what do you mean by that
0: um, like in society or in popular culture
1: like how common are they how yeah um rare very rare um, and it depends very much on the fetish and I cannot give you off the top of my head um, a, a number but um, almost exclusively in males very very uncommon in females um, so in societally I mean I think that they're misportrayed a lot of times um, in movies and popular media
0: but um, yeah All right. Um. last one how, how do people uh, you might not. Uh, how do people go about living their lives with them so, um,
1: you know, you have to remember that there has to be impairment due to this. So it can't just be remember between a fetish and a preference, right? Like people can have a preference for someone who has like nice feet or something that's different than a fetish. The impairment that typically comes with a fetish is sexual dysfunction. So people aren't able to perform sexually or engage in sexual acts that their partners will want to because they're not getting, they're not being driven by the same things their partner is. So, um, you know, it might not affect, you know, every walk of life, but sexuality in particular is one of those things that tends to have a lot of impairment involved. Not always, but it's common. All
0: right. Cool. That's all I have. That's right. it? Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for answering some questions. No worries. All right. So
1: this is going in the evergreen?
0: Yeah, daily evergreen. Um, I think it's end of February is when the sex Edition's coming out. Oh,
1: cool.
0: Okay. Thank you. See you later. See ya. If I had a million dollars, we wouldn't have to walk to the store.